0: Welcome back to Open to Truth, a podcast all about exploring big ideas and discovering truth together. My name's Clint. Hi, I'm Tony. Welcome back. And today we are going to talk a bit about jeans. Jeans? Not these. Not these. Not the article of clothing. No. What I am composed of. That would be a pretty short conversation. I don't have that much
1: to say. I buy them without holes. I wear them till they get holes. I could say a little bit more about
0: the jean industry, but that would be far afield for what we have for today. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about today, (laughs) though. Maybe a future one. Um, yeah, so if we didn't, if anyone missed the memo from the 1950s and Francis Crick and Watson. Yeah. Um, there you are composed of DNA on this DNA is your genes, your genetic code,
1: genetic code, like instructions. Is that right? For how my cells should replicate what jobs they should do and all that. Yeah that's that a fair part. way of saying
0: it? Yeah, and we can go... I mean, obviously, it's incredibly complex. Yeah. And we don't have the time or the skill... No, to I par- don't have the skill. ...to parse that out. <laughs> that's but, about as far as I go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, pretty quickly, it gets not only complicated biologically, scientifically, but what are the implications of this in terms of behavior, mm-hmm. even how I think, or how, um, my personality yeah we might wonder to what extent is everything around us the result in some way to a little inscription on these deoxyribonucleic acids dna Mm -hmm. and there's these different letters human beings have assigned to these different collection of chemicals that are that double helix that you've seen. Um, and that's inside each of your cells, your entire genetic code, the instructions for building out this thing,
1: like a blueprint.
0: Yep. Um, it gives the information for what amino acids, uh, to put together in a certain way to form a protein and proteins are how you form other building blocks of cells and mm-hmm. cell, So I can, I'm, I'm made up of proteins and cells. Here yep. I am. Um, so that's the basic science. Like, yeah, like I said, it gets way more complicated. Yeah. But here is kind of like the philosophy um, tie-in tie here, and it's also becoming less and less science fiction in that we are we are learning more and more about what portion of that genetic code maps on to which proteins, uh, and yes. and what collections of proteins or lack thereof lead to certain disorders, uh, lead to certain traits, both um, some that don't get manifest and some that do mm-hmm. uh and the the interesting ethical question is what do we do with this knowledge because i don't know if we're at the point
1: or we're at least reaching the point where manipulating dna is becoming a possibility or will it's at least worth thinking about i feel like i read somewhere and who knows the internet mm-hmm. that you can well can you choose your baby's eye color already can you do that
0: I don't want to, I don't know. You don't? I know? am not up to date on the cutting edge of okay. what traits are uh, malleable in that way. But
1: we can certainly imagine a world where yeah. the science exists for you to be able to determine. And before
0: we, wait, oh, we need to gear up before we do too much imagining. Okay. Let's head over to the lab. Are we going to the lab today? Yeah, for a thought experiment. Great, see Just when we're imagining, I like to make sure we're all prepared. In the lab. Okay, okay. all right, let's head there.
1: Great. What, right, do you yeah. have a thought experiment yeah. for us then? Um, I don't have like, you came to the lab with no experiment prepared. Well, you wanted to imagine. So (laughs) you're thought experimenting about the future. I am. Okay. Yes. I'm imagining a world where, uh, yeah, where maybe you are, uh, pregnant and before your child is born, or maybe, maybe you do it in vitro or whatever, Hmm. but you can select certain traits for this child. Like I would like my baby to have blue eyes and blonde hair. And you can even take it further than that. Imagine I want them to
0: be—I want them to grow to be this tall. I mean, imagine your favorite restaurant, just real quick, mm-hmm. in your mind, and how, particularly maybe with the pandemic in 2020, all of these websites for online ordering yeah. have just become really easy to use, user-friendly. Yeah. Imagine that same kind of—I'm thinking of Chipotle and how clean yeah. and crisp they have <laughs> pictures of stuff, and it, I and just and click little buttons. And- imagine you could do that with having a child is yeah. what you're intimating I design can your hair color child. would you like pinto or black beans Yeah, right. I can go down and and maybe even uh, you know in a like an adobe art thing there's that color wheel yeah you can even drag the little <laughs> the thing the exact <laughs> place on the spectrum yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. number two purple five, eyes one. or whatever yeah right. I mean so I'm not saying by any means that we can do that now I don't see a reason why it couldn't be the, that case later on right but just for the sake of argument, I almost want to – maybe it's not the right place in the conversation to do this, but we will. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that we can basically do that for any observable trait. I want to build that into the thought experiment. Right. Okay. Not only eye color. You could do hair color. Sorry, you let's can, take this
1: as far as it can go.
0: Skin color. Yep. Uh, height. Uh, yep. The disposition of what your weight might be. This Voice range. Voice tamba. Yep. Yep. Everything can get a little sliding scale on this imagined Chipotle child can I, chart. Can I ask, do you know, um, and
1: maybe this is offensive to ask, I don't think it should be, okay. but things like intellectual capacity, are those determined by DNA? So, like, could you have a, a, a child that is smarter or, or more, I don't know, Reading better at reading or
0: they're able to learn faster? Okay. Is that stuff determined by DNA? Great. Well... So you use the word determined? I did, and I'm going to say no to okay. that. All right. What the the term we want to use here is heritability. Heritability, right? Right. Okay. That's what I heard. So a certain a certain trait is heritable, and in fact, uh, some would argue that all traits have a degree of heritability. And crucially, just to not to avoid any accusations or anything, what we're talking about is, um, what. There, there are differences in outcome and manifest behaviors yes. or traits, different trait differences. To what degree are those differences responsible for differences in the genetic makeup? That's what we're wondering with a, a heritability percentage. Okay. Okay. So uh, for something like Huntington's disease, mm-hmm. where we can point right now to the allele on the, on the DNA on the chromosome. I think it's on the fourth one if I'm not mistaken. And we can find that little portion and if you have the wrong few letters, you will have huntingtons and you will die from that. We know that. And that's w- so that is 100% guaranteed by your genetics. Right. As a 100% heritability. Okay. Uh similar to your eyes, your eye color mm-hmm. is 100% hereditary or it was you inherited that from your genetic makeup of your mother and father now so those are like uh, how do i put it it's like uh, localized very specifically to one part of your genetic code yeah now there are these other traits that are complex in nature we might say those are simple traits then we have complex ones that are maybe composed of different things throughout your entire genetic code and so little differences all over the place can lead to vastly different results yeah sure no one's saying well maybe someone is maybe like a hardcore environmentalist or like the nature nurture distinction someone that would be really heavy on nurture might disagree with this okay but basically everyone in the scientific community is genuflecting to the notion that genetics plays a large role in everything or at least a role yeah um so when you say are things like intelligence determined by genetics? Well, they are certainly influenced and a lot of scientific work is going toward finding out that heritability percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to go, maybe I, I, sh- I just don't know the data on G it's sometimes called, which is yeah. a way of avoiding the word intelligence that by that they mean general intelligence, right? Cause the word is so fraught with different political yeah. problems uh, but what would you so, say, if, just off the top of your head, if you had to guess, hmm. what would be the heritability percentage of weight? So, And by that we mean uh, the variances you see in a population uh, of different body weights. To what degree is that due to the genetic makeup of the individual? I reckon it's at least 50%. Okay. Yeah, so this guy, uh, Robert Plowman... So, I really recommend you pick up his book, uh, Blueprint How DNA Makes Us Who We Are. Hmm. Uh, he recently came on the Sam Harris podcast and talked all about this. He gives this as an example of where our intuitions are off on this. Like the data just shows that it's about 80% wow. of the differences that we see in populations on weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80% of those differences are, uh, I could look to genetics. To find out, to predict that. To predict that. Right. Do your genetics determine your weight? No. Because right. there is another 20% due to mm-hmm. nurture or mm-hmm. environmental impacts, or if we want to get into topics like free will or a soul where I could have discipline and exercise more, surely if you put me in a room yeah. with no food for three weeks, I will lose weight.
1: And yeah. It's
0: not really a matter of genetics. So, all these different fringe cases or other influences do lead to some differences. Yeah. But the studies are showing it's like 80%. Yeah. Um, Or school achievement is another one he talks about in his book where now we're creeping maybe a little bit toward intelligence. You might want to say that students who achieve uh, more in the school setting, it's it's owed to intelligence in some way perhaps. Mm -hmm. But that's that's also showing like 60% of the differences is just genetics. So, I want to bring
1: us back to then our thought experiment mm-hmm. about if if we were able to select various traits for our kids before yeah. they're born. I think the way we got on that was I was wondering whether intelligence was one of those things we could select for. Yeah. But the, I think an interesting question is: a Is there anything wrong with? Let's start with this: this what seems like the most benign case of changing eye color or hair color or something is there Mm. something wrong with determining your child's hair color on the surface doesn't seem like it but imagine that you could imagine that you could set your child up for the most success by giving them those more advantageous traits i mean i i'm making this up but Mm -hmm. imagine that there's a statistic that shows i don't know people with blue eyes are just more likely to do better in a job interview or something like that. They're more likable. I don't know if that's true. Sorry if you you don't have. Well, eyes,
0: no, just this is helpful. So maybe here, just a little side rabbit trail mm-hmm. just to point out that um, the value of traits are not always fixed across all culture and oh, all of course. time. Yeah, of course. So certain traits become more valuable in certain social circumstances. Yes. Uh, so imagine you're, um, you know, pre printing press or even pre-literate cultures it doesn't really help you to have the trait of like hyper focus or that you would be able to like discern hieroglyphs very well like you're a hunter gatherer it's just not going to come up yeah like motor skills seem like a more valuable trait yeah and so we can wonder we could pontificate all day about what traits generate the most value in our culture different cultures yeah but yeah i mean suppose that you could tweak any such traits that happen to be valuable mm-hmm. and like why wouldn't you if you have the resources yeah go into the doctor's office and take that sliding scale and like oh can i just max this out it's like creating a character in, in skyrim in or something mba jam <laughs> i'm creating my basketball player like oh i get if i can make him seven three <laughs> i'll make uh, him as uh, tall as i can yeah. yeah how much do i want his dribbling skill to be 50 or 100 oh <laughs> yeah. So i mean imagine doing that for these different traits yep and I think we want to know, and it's been wondered about for a long time, are there any ethical constraints Concerns there, that we would want to put on that as a society? I can
1: imagine, I don't know whose voice this is, mm-hmm. but there's a voice that jumped into my head that said, that's playing God. You can't do that. That's playing God.
0: Do you mean, can you say more? I
1: think the, I think the argument there yeah. is supposed to be something like, there there's some things with which man should not tamper and the kinds of decisions about who you are or at least what kind of body you inhabit, all of that, that should be left up to the fates of the gods or that they should be able to decide that or nature, circumstance, however you want. That mm-hmm. um, there's something sacred about who, how you are formed in your mother's womb such that you shouldn't be making decisions about that for another person. I think is, that's at least a feeling some people have. So I don't know how strong of an argument there really is there.
0: Yeah. I think... Um, I mean, I don't agree with that line of reasoning. Yeah. But I think what I would point to is what counts as a natural asset. Right. Or what counts as something to... I think you said like that we would be changing something fundamental about us or who we are as people or Hmm. something. And that only God has dominion over that. But I would just suggest that we do that all the time already for things that are not part of this discussion. Yeah. Can you give an example? Yeah. So, I mean, you can be born with certain deformities in a heart muscle, like a hole in the heart. Mm -hmm. And we want to do everything we can to repair that hole. We fix that. Yeah. So is that, part of like your is that playing god is that playing yeah is that playing god because you were formed in your mother's womb that Mm way uh that's how your body developed but that's going to lead you to not have a successful life your your life will end early if you have holes in your heart yeah and so we would like to go in and fix that there's that's not the way it ought to be right um yeah so if when you frame it like that there are different ways that we alter our bodies or fix problems in a way to set a person up for success later, mm-hmm. or at least, um, try to equal this playing field for opportunity so that they can live a life with a genuinely open future and certain things aren't closed off to them. Yeah. Um,
1: so I guess the, the next concern would mm-hmm. be the next voice that okay. raised his voice in my head was, mm-hmm. uh, um, if, if such a procedure was available, it probably wouldn't be cheap to be able to select your baby's, you know, traits. And so it seems like those who already have advantage in some way, financial resources or whatnot, would then be able to set up their progeny for even greater success. Mm-hmm. And the wealth gap is going to widen and the rich get richer and those who can't afford to get, you know, baby modifications those lines will die out or struggle or you know what I'm yeah. saying? I do know what so, you're saying.
0: And it, I just think it takes a bit of care to pose the problem. Please clean up. My well, no, mess. no, 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 <laughs> I'm not saying I can do any better, but, um, so one, one issue just right away with how you phrase that was, or not an issue with how you phrase it, but a, a criticism someone might have is, well, there already are, mm-hmm um advantages that wealthy children of wealthy parents have so you know i was fortunate enough to have a grandfather that left me an inheritance and i was able to spend that achieving some higher education goals that may not have been as accessible or i would just be saddled with even more (laughs) debt and it would take me a long time to claw out from under that yeah and so I would not be at the financial level I am today if it were not for my grandfather. Mm-hmm. So I was set up for success. I had an advantage over someone that did not have that inheritance. Yep. Now we can wonder different podcasts about estate tax and whether people should get inheritances at all and wondering about that. But even, so maybe even, that's a bad example, maybe just... uh. Not someone leaving me inheritance, but let's say my dad's a surgeon, and just makes a lot of money, uh, more way more than the average income, right? Yeah. And can send me to the best private schools. Yeah, that's and, an advantage. And lo and behold, people that go to better private schools end up getting into better universities, and people that go to better universities end up getting better paying jobs, mm-hmm. and the cycle. And now, now I become. rich father that can do the same thing for my kid and this process continues yeah so that's something that happens now that's like the status quo and i think what we'd want to ask them like to revise the question is would this whole arena of genetic enhancement or genetic engineering increase this problem in such a way that those on the lower end of this spectrum or problem are totally left behind because in a
1: way that they are not now
0: in a way that they're not now and and again we might argue i think some would that the wealth gap is such it's already happened it's already happened that you can be born in such a c- circumstance that you can never achieve those certain levels of wealth i don't happen to agree with that i think we still live in a time where that's possible the quote-unquote american dream mm. is still alive and well in some in most places in america i'd like to say and i'm, I'm open to being wrong about that and Having a discussion, hmm. uh, of course. Oh yes, open to. <laughs> if not, yeah. it's time to hang
1: up the headphones and go home. Yeah. We're not doing the podcast De- anymore.
0: Definitely open to conversation. If you ever reach that point. Yeah, um, but I can. I am sim- very sympathetic to this idea that if we were to just let genetic enhancement run r- rampant, and particularly like realistically, if this were to actually happen, mm-hmm. uh, just like anything else, it would be very costly upfront. Like a VR headset right now is so expensive, very few people have them. Yeah. They're fun and it's the cutting edge of gaming and uh, Oculus Quest
1: 2. It's cheaper. It's (laughs) going to be the first one that goes mainstream. Get yourself one. Anyway, continue.
0: Right. So there's these different products, or Tesla, Mm -hmm. different. Some things are pay gated at such a high rate that only the wealthy experience them first. But if that were the case here and all the wealthy people ended up doing this genetic enhancement, is this problem of such an ilk? that um, there's no turning back from it. It would start this chain reaction where the wealthy or maybe anyone above this threshold, maybe let's say hundred, those who make over 120000 a year mm-hmm. start producing superhumans essentially that basically never fail and achieve all the accolades. And it's making this issue for someone to be able to pull themselves up by their own bootstraps and achieve despite not having those advantages, even harder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's that almost as obviously true, that I it would be... would be harder.
1: Yeah, I yeah. can imagine a race of superhumans mm-hmm. that have, I don't know, think of all the crazy modern... Modifi- while we're imagining, mm-hmm. think of all the crazy science fiction you could do. They're tall, they're fast, yeah. they're strong, they're smart, their skin is impenetrable, they, you know... They can, they can produce more and achieve more than anybody who doesn't have these modifications could possibly hope to do. Mm-hmm. They have the strength of 10 men or something, you know, like yeah. make it as crazy as you want.
0: There's this uh, book I was just brushing up on before we were recording. Um, I think it's called From Chance to Choice, mm. um, The Ethics and Justice of Genetics. And they give this example of, uh, or a thought experiment. Imagine it's the year 2040, and Lisa goes up for a job interview against Joe. They're the last two candidates. And inside Lisa's portfolio is a little certificate. So it a genetic enhancement certificate. And it shows that she has been to a genetic enhancement lab. And she has these traits. And people with these traits have been shown uh, they don't get the cold. So they don't miss work they don't at miss all. Work. <laughs> um, yeah. They have increased memory. They don't have focus. memory loss as much. They have yeah, focus. The attention. Yeah. And Joe does not have his genetic enhancements His mind is prone to wonder. He's like that's not fair. I don't know. She's like well, I worked hard and my parents worked hard. They paid for me to have this and isn't this a meritocracy? Like I mm-hmm. I'm the best candidate to to the best candidate goes the job and mm-hmm. the spoils. Um so it's really it's really fascinating because it's it's pushing on our intuitions about what counts as my nature. Yeah. Right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And to your point about the playing God, there is something to that. I think the 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 little nugget of truth there is that we do, I think right now, think of our genetics as something, how do I put it, uniquely mine. For a long time, they have been immutable, hmm. um, and now all of a sudden, that is one of the dials that can be shifted, and do, that poses...
1: Can I ask, yeah. that little example you just gave of Joe and Lisa... Does that make you uncomfortable to think about? Do you feel sorry for Joe when you tell that story?
0: Uh, well, I, I don't necessarily want to be guided by my feeling. I, I know, I know. I'm not asking I, you to, <laughs> I'm asking you to
1: be human for a moment and not the cold, rational philosopher that I know you to be. How do you feel about that story? Do you feel sad for Joe? Um, yeah. I'm not it's not a trap. I, <laughs> I'm not trapping you mate. This is us thinking out loud. I'm just trying to work out I'm and why our intuitions feel that way. There's something that strikes me as being, boy that that is that's rough for Joe. What do you mean rough? Like was it unfair though? I wanted to say unfair, and I changed it to rough. Why
0: why did you in the
1: instant well, Lisa's argument? Just like I don't think she did anything wrong. I don't think Lisa has done anything wrong.
0: And now Tony, honestly though, what's I think what the the proponent of genetic engineering would say is how is that genetic engineering certificate at Mm -hmm. all different from seeing harvard Harvard university on the cv yeah yeah or on your resume no it's a it's an advantage that was purchased through privilege and finances again i'm not saying people that go to ivy league schools don't deserve them yeah i mean they it's kind of a it's a analogous case where yeah they and to um robert plowman's point school achievement like it's not really even nurture that they were extremely hard working or these are the um the most disciplined like mm-hmm. their parents were probably also very smart and yeah. they inherited this yeah and now they're going to the better schools so in
1: that case it's more it's sort of like a it's a little more like a I don't know, like an accident of nature or, or bad weather or something it's i feel like bad for joe in the same way i feel bad for people that have a tornado rip through their house it's like that just kind of that's rough the way that panned out for you i don't know if it's unfair that it tore Mm -hmm. through your house and not somebody else's i don't think it was personal in that way but you've you've been dealt a rough hand you know Mm -hmm. compared to lisa so but that like to your point that sort of disparity is already occurring all the time
0: so but and sadly these kind of Questions. No one's really talking about this because, and and like, this is something that could happen in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. You could easily uh, yeah. imagine the genetic enhancement certificate, mm-hmm. and we should be thinking about this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Do we want to make state, federal policies that, like, discrimination laws? You can't hire. This is what the movie Gattaca was about. Yeah. Um, that people that weren't genetically engineered were discriminated against and had less access to different social goods and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we should be thinking about this. Sadly, so much of the rhetoric, not only on this, but a lot of things have been taken over. Maybe I'm tipping my hand here by wokeism mm-hmm. and like extreme leftists where you're, you know, your personality or your, um, your character is assaulted for bringing up, uh, some of these things. Differences. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah, it's really important to think about these things ahead of time, just to say that public policy and the time frame to make these decisions is usually always eclipses or is running ahead of the philosophy and the, ethic, the ethics of it. Yeah. Um,
1: you mean we don't think about these things far enough in and, advance and until they, they are upon us? They're
0: upon us and then we start thinking about it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. we're living through it right now. There was not a cultural conversation in 17, 18, and 19 mm-hmm. about allocation of resources and social behavior during pandemics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there there probably was some literature in a dusty corner of a philosophy department yeah. or a library that had some articles about it. But there. that's why, I mean, part of the hope for this podcast is to raise up some of these issues into audiences general thinking like keep this on the back burner like be thinking about this a little bit like how you as a voter would respond to yeah. some of these measures and
1: well i don't know what i don't know what the alternative would be um to ensure that that sort of discrimination doesn't happen you you don't want to start discriminating against people who do have the genetic enhancements that's just discrimination as well i'm also thinking mm-hmm. this seems a little more Realistic or maybe near future, not just genetic modifications, but like the symbiosis of AI and um, biology. So you've heard about Elon Musk's Neuralink. Yeah. If you have not heard of Elon Musk's Neuralink, go Google it. In fact, pause this and go Google (laughs) Neuralink Joe Rogan. Listen to him and Joe Rogan. He has a 20-minute bit where he talks about Neuralink and kind of what his goals are for it. They did a whole keynote on it recently. Bottom line is it's a a little quarter-sized... I don't know chip thing they cut out a circle in your skull and embed it and there's little nodes or strands that will go down into your brain and that the idea is that it will be like it'll be like having a smartphone in your brain sort of and I think the dream for it is obviously tons of medical applications to this um like uh, if your gray matter is not functioning properly such that you have Alzheimer's, you're struggling to retrieve memories, Neuralink promises to be able to fix that sort of thing or wow. to bypass severed nerves and stuff in the central nervous system so you can regain control of limbs, that sort of thing. But you can also take it further than that. Imagine that you could play, you could stimulate the parts of your brain that you needed to to play music, to to feel like you're hearing music without your eardrums vibrating, you know? Um that you could, hmm. you could have communication with other people that's entirely mental. I mean, take it as far as you want. It's very Black Mirror-esque, this whole thing. But why wouldn't I want to hire somebody that has a Neuralink in their brain, especially if it's like a problem-solving position and they have access to the world's databases and search engines all in their mind? They don't need to type it. They don't need to make typos and backspace. and It's just instant. They want to know an answer to a question. Yep, there it is. Got it, you know? Um, so these, I think that faces the same challenges that genetic modifications do in terms of it providing an advantage. It's probably only going to be, I mean, it's going to be expensive to begin with. So Mm -hmm. those who have some degree of advantage will be the ones who have first access to this even greater advantage. And depending on how, um, sort of exponential the changes are in, in how you operate, who like, who knows how quickly... You after getting a Neuralink, say you get Neuralink ten version ten. That's incredible in some way, and you ha- you have some AI in your head. Your money making potential just goes through the roof. Suddenly mm-hmm. you are way smarter, and you can figure out how to make even more cash. It could be such that the first to get there just take off in a way that the rest can't possibly catch up. That's
0: to. I think that's the crucial point. Yeah, because um, we can wonder. I mean, there's very legitimate discussions about public policy on how we could allocate resources. So you might say, I mean, there like, there was a whole Obama phone program under Obama where you can get a free cell phone through the government. I didn't know that. So that's great. Um, well, I don't know if it's great, but in any case, that was a program. Um, like here's this, here's this tool that just seems so ubiquitous in our culture. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be just great if everyone had like easy access to that? You might say the same for Neuralink. Mm-hmm. You could wonder about the same thing for genetic engineering. Like everyone, that's just a paid for thing. and all You could federally mandate that all health insurance companies have to offer uh, X amount of alterations to new babies slash fetuses. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's a lot of creative policymaking, and we can wonder about all of that. But I think the crucial question is even in this, um, that's why having conversations ahead of time is super important because there's this window where it's a new technology and do you are there um like severe lasting or even irreversible damage to a economy or mm-hmm. a society where we allow this unrestricted for a certain amount of time and it just gets mm-hmm. carried away and if anything like oh, so here's one example of that mm. like the recent uh Documentary on Netflix I think it's the most watched documentary of all time now the social dilemma. Oh, yeah uh, one prescription they make at the end of that film is What if we put a, an attention tax on big tech? Um, so You they are taxed for the amount of time that you spend on their platform oh, wow. and so there's a certain exchange rate for how long someone spends and the money they're charging you and that might change the business practices mm-hmm. maybe it's it, it disincentivizes them to create a product that sucks more and more of your time yeah and maybe i don't know yeah yeah so but that was not a suggestion or built in at the beginning by a majority of voices all of a sudden uh you have a little guy in harvard who makes uh the facebook mm-hmm. and to start off with something else i'm forgetting the name of the harvard connection or something yeah. And it just kind of like exploded and evolved in this thing without any regulation, mm-hmm. and now we're left scrambling. The social dilemma outlines some problems about social media. Not saying to totally get rid of it, like they are, um, but it brings up some problematic features that we're facing. Yeah. Um. So I think it's worth thinking about before we invent these things. Yeah. Let's come up with some policy. Yeah. Uh. I another example. I think it's the UN. I want to say, or it might be a whole separate organization that is like spending a lot of time thinking about world policy for, uh, alien encounters. Right. How ought we make first contact? What should be our response to if we encounter something mm-hmm. that's hostile? Yeah. And like thinking Let's ahead of time wing it. instead of like the UFO <laughs> is here and ready to blast us. And you're now and only now, now start calling bickering. Putin right. and figuring out like, Hey, can we work together? It's like, we're putting things in place ahead of time. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder. I mean, who knows what's going on behind the closed doors of the elites that rule us? And hopefully, they're talking a little bit about this. But they have to be talking about AI. Um, but I just, uh, just back. I mean, I don't mean to be getting myself in trouble, but I just find myself frustrated at the conversations that do take the limelight of culture and how. Think misguided they are when there are these other important things to be thinking about yeah um so you can say more man
1: <laughs> this, this is a free
0: speech platform we can no, say okay. what we want here um uh, no that's all right. i mean i'm i'm mostly referring to i guess um like the Black Lives Matter movement and mm-hmm. burning of cities yeah. and defunding cops. And I know that means reallocating resources, but even the messaging is strange to me. Mm-hmm. And just like how much of the cultural discussion is around these things when like here's a problem that could really exacerbate some of the things that you're genuinely worried about. Yeah. Um,
1: and it's looming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, I don't really think it's an if. It's a win right at yeah. least in in terms of AI mm-hmm. it's a when it's an inevitability and I think of the of the problems which have the potential for that sort of exponential runaway AI is the big one right mm-hmm. the I mean the whole idea of let the me let me put it
0: this way the people that are spending time thinking a lot about racial injustice mm. I think could be like and how and the focus has been on their systemic racism. And that's the main plight that people of color are facing in America. Mm-hmm. Whereas someone who's more conservative, like myself might want to resist that, um, pres- uh, description of what the problem is and say like, Oh, maybe there's some economic factors at stake or how we're organizing society in that way that are leading to, uh, people not having as good of lives as others. hmm. And so, if right now, as they are pointing out, the people that are you know, part of these camps and activists, that there are wealth discrepancies between uh, ethnic groups, mm-hmm. well, this is an even bigger problem when you consider that fact. So, imagine a world where, let's say, I, I don't know what the actual numbers are here, but let's say on average, and I think there, there is something like this where... A white person in America has X amount of more dollars than a black person. Yeah. Let's just say. Sure. And what if this access to genetic enhancement is cost prohibitive of such that mostly white people have access and black people don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you start getting white people, white babies born. White super that babies. That perfect yeah. in a way. Like have all these, you know, dials tuned up. Cranked up. And other people don't have access to that. And now the very problem you were worried about has just gotten a lot worse. Has gotten a lot worse. Yeah. That like to me that is that's a really interesting way to harness concerns about racial mm-hmm. equity that bring an and equality of opportunity in a way that focuses on the economic aspect of this and how that has negative or positive implications, mm-hmm. rather than um, saying that the hearts and minds of non-black people are corrupt and racist in nature right you know? right right um so in any case so it's a la- lamenting how conversation is going in america and how there is these hosts of other topics. Ta- you brought up ai yeah that's another one we should all be thinking really carefully about and how it impacts all of our lives collectively
1: yeah can i ask another maybe this is putting you on the spot if it is to say but um in terms of the, what might we do about this problem? Let's take let's. We started with genetics, so let's mm-hmm. stick to that one. Uh, the idea that yeah, the rich can crank their baby sliders up. Do you think there's there are policies that ought to be put in place to prevent this sort of uh, growing inequality in in the future, or or you? Having, don't claim to know what the answer is or uh, don't think there really is a problem or
0: I don't, I think it, it, it can be a problem mm-hmm. um, I I don't, I'm I'm of two minds about it mm-hmm. because I am a proponent of liberty and I do think it's an important thing to protect but not total liberty as we talked about in uh, one yep. of our other podcasts but um, so there's this whole idea of and even even those left of center would say a lot about reproductive freedom sure it's motivating a lot of the Mm pro-choice animus and so it could end up kind of buying them in the butt later when you want to maybe restrict that reproductive freedom over here like oh we're not going to let you do that to your baby because you're going to give them like totally unfair advantages yeah um i mean honestly even now that you've brought up that ai thing yeah i mean that's almost a more immediate Co- like the the cognitive power that someone could get with Neuralink, yeah, f- far outstrips, I think, like just having a baby with twenty percent more muscle, muscle definition, mass muscle yeah. mass yeah. than <laughs> the average, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that can really get away from us more quickly than yeah. just having having freaky strong, tall, smart kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would wonder we'd have to totally rethink reproductive. Rights and freedoms Mm -hmm. Um, I think we'd have to have a really honest conversation about what counts as a disorder yeah and right making paths available to correct those and not do um, what's sometimes referred to as designer babies Um, so actually no we're not gonna do blue or change the eye color or change the hair color we're gonna make that illegal But we are going to not mandate, but maybe I could see someone arguing for mandate. Yeah. We are going to make paths available to, like, remove Huntington's disease. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to zap that, and now babies don't have Huntington's disease. Yeah. Now you get into problems with there are whole communities. There's a deafness movement. Yeah, right. Where deaf parents want their kids to be deaf also.
1: Are they saying it's not a disability or it's not a... Yeah, Maybe well, they wouldn't like that the, word
0: or they don't, uh, it's, the, uh, a,
1: it's not, my child's not somehow lesser than because he can't hear. Right. Right.
0: And I think that's a, a bit of a confused yeah outcry because n- n- I'm not, well, as a, as a Jesus follower or something or a religious person who happens to think there's an image of God. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you possess that in virtue of having a soul, right. free will consciousness. So no one's lesser than anyone. Right. Uh, but, you do have less access to the full range of human experience without being able to hear and that's objective and that's lamentable yeah and I don't want that for anyone mm-hmm. so but we would have to have a really honest cultural conversation about what counts as that yeah and like uh I don't know if we're going too long now but I'm having fun with it no, so we're good there's that recent show on Netflix um uh, life on the spectrum yeah right and really moving, oh, love on the spectrum love on the spectrum love on the spectrum they all have they lives too. They have lives, they have too, lives that, too, yeah. It's a
1: snapshot of their lives on the spectrum.
0: And that Great was a really show. moving, heartwarming warming show. And here here again the notion of disability comes up. Mm-hmm. Is autism a disability? Right. Is Down syndrome a disability? Are these some are these things you would want to target in a genetic code to remove? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I don't feel prepared to answer that right away. Right. Because obviously from that viewing of that program and of course those of us who know individuals like that in our lives like we love those people well it's hard to imagine what their
1: personality would be like Mm -hmm. if they weren't where they are on the spectrum it's like that's sort of everything from their mannerisms to the way that they speak the kind of jokes that they make Mm -hmm. that is all influenced by where they are on the spectrum um so to change that would would be like changing who they are in some way or changing their personality in some way. And that does seem troubling to me. Yeah. You know?
0: And I mean, it's just gonna this will ha- this I'm gonna make a prediction. Go this for will it. happen in our lifetime in the next twenty to thirty years. This will be the talk of the town. Everyone will be talking about this. Mm. I mean, I can imagine there are some people that are so obsessed with the skin color issue, yeah, that like anyone who's white is racist. And you might be of the persuasion that we shouldn't create more white people right it's just it's gone down the tubes yeah that color has been ruined <laughs> you guys abuse the power of it let's not have any let's, more white people to that right. yeah. and so future baby if we if that's pr- probably a little bit more far away to change the pigmentation but again in our thought i think we're still in the lab we're still in lab uh you could change that uh color palette to be whatever yeah um so I mean different ideologies and ideas could have really drastic implications on this topic mm-hmm. of what counts as something that ought to be removed or that we allow to be altered um is it it, it can't just be like this Las Vegas free wheeling anything goes arena right where that seems so bizarre to me and and you can make the examples more wild yeah um and maybe not so wild I I think boy what's an example if i can find it really quick um i feel like they have done genetic alterations of species where you can um grab little traits from one animal and put it into another um so for instance uh i'm gonna butcher the details but there's this protein in fireflies called loose Luce- luciferin mm-hmm. lucifer angel of light it's up. what makes their butt light up yeah. at the night. Yeah, yeah. They were able to isolate the genetic code for luciferin, and I forget where they put it, like in a frog or something. Wow. And now frog lights up. Glowing frog. It's like, oh my gosh. So you can imagine then, again, in our thought experiment, and maybe not so far-fetched, I, I can have a, a light-up baby. Yeah. <clears throat> or what? Or if I was able to... <laughs> if I was able to harness the turtle shell gene, yeah. and now I have like... Yeah, have a
1: big built-in defense
0: mechanism. And I... I'm a military family mm-hmm. and it turns out having a turtle shelled kind of back helps you in combat. And so, <laughs> so I can, I'm just picturing a blastoise. <laughs> kind yeah, of guy. yeah, A ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that's kind of wacky, but I think the point is that you if if it was this freewheeling arena where you could just design a creature. Yeah. <laughs> um Gosh. then do we really just want to leave that up to any old person? And you've really changed the human experience at that point. Are they... presses on what it means to what, be human, What it means of to be human,
1: yeah. It's scary either way. Even if you leave it in the hands of policymakers to police what kind of... to allow or disallow certain mm-hmm. modifications, somebody somewhere is deciding these kinds of human births are acceptable and these aren't.
0: Which is why... That's scary regardless. And, and in the midst of this political weird season where elections are being questioned, that's mm. why it's so nice to have faith and trust confidence in your democracy Mm. because then at least I have the feeling like and hopefully the the reality (laughs) that these are genuine people that the majority of us through yeah the general population or electoral college whatever ends up persisting that most of us wanted that person and they represent us in some way and will make our um, beliefs manifest in reality but yeah yeah, it's really scary if it's just this cabal some shadow council unelected officials yeah 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 um so that i don't know if that's tiptoeing toward conspiracy theory but (laughs) yeah it's a pretty
1: dystopian future we just painted but
0: but i think these are the sorts of things that can happen without thought and intervention i mean sorry to be long-winded but no please there's an example of history like there's this term eugenics yeah maybe probably should have brought that up earlier good genes that term has been so uh laden with negativity ever since the Nazi regime maybe a little bit before and after of mm-hmm. people trying to create the perfect human and yeah. altering genetics and uh so and including racial um aspects into the category of not best yeah, right so, like, Jewishness right. Uh, we would like to get rid of that Let's see if we can do without that yeah um, so this isn't this is something that's not that, that has happened in our Recent history, Recent history of, yeah. of scientists of, of an underground shadow can- council yeah. constructing their ideas and ideology and making that happen yeah. and enacting policies to achieve a eugenical outcome. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe just to bring it back for something more manageable as a takeaway. Before we get to all those crazy outcomes of Ninja Turtle babies, there's the more proximate concern of like, well, what if we do know that um, I can adjust this gene to ensure that people uh, just get full nights of sleep? Like Mm -hmm. some people just struggle with sleep in their life and Mm -hmm. I can make it so that you get a full eight hour rest Mm -hmm. and that's going to cost $25,000 to do that procedure. Wow, I mean that's a lot of money. Not yep. a lot of people can afford that. That's a leg up in life to just have a good night's sleep every night. Wake up.
1: Imagine waking up refreshed every day.
0: <laughs> Even just one thing. I mean, just and yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. There's a lot of traits that are probably like that just give you a good life. Yeah. And so
1: quality of life stuff.
0: To what degree do we make that available to everyone? Who's gonna pay for it? Is the classic conservative answer. Yeah. Do, do we just give these away? Well, we have to pay for it somehow. Someone's time mm-hmm. is being spent manipulating that code and he needs to make money for his family so money comes from somewhere and it's just a huge headache yeah um but worth thinking about ahead of time at least the philosophy of it are these things that we want to be allowed to be manipulated
1: yeah that's good man yeah so we don't claim to have the answers we almost never claim to have answers no no. but we like
0: to ask questions and Uh, provide a little bit of a a framework a structure and some additional questions you may not have thought of yeah exactly to elucidate
1: the issues even further yeah so if you've got thoughts on this feel free to leave a comment on this video or write into the show you can reach us at opentotruth.com or you can email us directly opentotruthpodcast at gmail.com we would love to hear from you we don't want this to just be a conversation between us we want you to join the conversation too so let us know what you think what your concerns are would you make a ninja turtle baby probably not it'd be pretty weird but um, yeah I'd love to know your thoughts on this Awesome. We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching. Stay curious.